my poem. No, 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 read it. We need to hear it. More people need to hear it. Read the thing. I think Chris is upset. Now, now I'm torn because mom wants me to read the poem and dad doesn't. Dad's upset. <laughs> Democracy is dead. Oppositional politics have made our government endless conflict without purpose or direction for 17 years into a forever. Prisons are overcrowded and our sentencing practices are inhumane. Our schools are third world bureaucratic nightmares. Our teachers are paid in peanuts. Our infrastructure is collapsing. Our police departments are ruthless gangs with military grade equipment and unchallenged authority. A ride on an ambulance costs $4,000. Major corporations are legally recognized as individuals. We're still the only country with school shootings, really. The national debt is still nanners. The sitting president is a former reality television show host who once sold mail order steaks. Love or hate this country, it's crumbling before our very eyes. Choosing a side of a sinking ship doesn't keep a ship from sinking. Thank you very much. That was my poem. I call it Nanners. Oh, I was going to say, please tell me you call was it that Light in Greed. A, or was something that like in that. A Iambic Pentameter? No. Okay. I don't think it was in any kind of uh, order. It was in words have spoken you, into microphones. Have you voted yet? Yes. I did not yet. Well. I'm going to. Um, yes, I did. I waited an hour and a half in line to vote an early voting. Oh, man. Why even bother? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to... Pessimistic Tommy, this episode. (laughs) Welcome to Poemcast. It is a podcast dedicated (laughs) entirely to poetry and all things... uh, Is there a fancy term for poetry? Like uh, if I typed poem into a thesaurus, would I get get something special? A jerk off. Poetry. Lyric hour. Lyrica. My name is Lyrica now. <laughs> That's a medication. Uh, oh, does it help you write better? My name's Activia. <laughs> I make you poop. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie Lynn. Lee, Jamie Lee. Is it Lynn or Lee? Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. Welcome to KinkCast. It is a podcast about... Uh, KinkCast. It is a podcast that's about kinks. It's about sexual lifestyles. It's about fetishes. It's about things you might consider weird from a far off perspective. But really, it's just people jacking off to different things. Um, and also, Lyrica is a nerve pain medication. Uh, can treat fibromyalgia. Thank oh, you. Oh, I thought you were looking up a word for, like, poetic. Or no, something. Dana looked up what like Lyrica an, is. an intelligent person's <laughs> word for poetic. Uh, pretentious that's so also we are probably about expressive 17 minutes deep into our discussion because we keep having to start over um well you keep reading that goddamn poem <laughs> you can cut the poem i'm just proud of my poem i like the poem. in fact don't put the poem in the final recording and then people be like what was this poem i gotta hear it i really just so want to post i feel like the last part of it needs to be post on facebook as like yeah well, Doesn't matter no, what side of the ship you're on, po- motherfuckers. The poem is only going to be for our Patreon subscribers and only at the $1,000 a week tier. If we had one Patreon <laughs> subscriber at $1,000 a week, I we would, could conceivably like buy a shit house in Detroit and try and live off that. Yeah. Anyways, let's move right on in <laughs> what? to what is the actual purpose you know, of the show. Detroit is a city on the rise. Is it? Are you quoting a movie? Uh, no, I believe that's a politician saying that about Detroit. Oh, I mean, it might come back like a phoenix. Or it supposedly is doing much better. Like a RoboCop. Um, he came back. Like Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, diapers. That's the topic of today's episode. <laughs> 
I really love the like roundabout way we take to like getting into. Oh, because Tommy is so good at that segues. Mm -hmm. You know, you can fire me from this show at any point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to be funny and to not be on my phone for an hour. Hey, that's good. And that's 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 a challenge. All anyone can ask of me. So it's very hard to get off your phone for an hour these days. What we do is we develop not only our community here, like around the microphone, but we also have a larger growing community that is like on this lovely journey with us through all these different kinds of fetishes and kinks. And I think that's really kind of magical. It's like Um, the 13 disciples, except it's, you know, about shit they jack off to. Yeah, I was going to say we're all in leather and plastic and like rubbing feet. What, didn't the disciples have like a big foot fetish or something? They all rubbed feet a lot. Yeah, they got that... drunk a lot. They drank a lot of wine. I mean, it got high enough to walk on, or think that they walk on water. Yeah. No, that's one guy walked on water. Not all of them. You know, we can have one a... of them walked out to meet Jesus on the water. Okay, two. Oh. Speaking oh, of the Bible, they also had the munchies so Don't bad. Don't challenge they... a former Catholic. They they had the munchies <laughs> so bad they ate an infinite number of fish. Yeah. Let's move right into today's topic, which is diapers. We finally, it's episode 3012. 60. It's episode 60. Today is episode 60, There's... and we're talking about adult, baby, and diaper lovers. And as Thank Kink Cast continues, this is a requested topic. It is. We, we are thanking our listeners. So let's get to, let's play a get to know you game, which is how we usually start at these episodes. Uh, does anyone have a good get to know you game that is based around diapers? What is Which your earliest at? childhood memory? That's very simple. Uh, mine is most definitely being stung by a bee. Aww. That's it? I mean, life begins with pain, it'll end with pain, <laughs> and it'll hurt in between those two uh, points. So yes, okay. my, my earliest memory of coming online as, like a, as a human being. Just no other details, just stung by a bee? Uh, there's another one where um, I had a nightmare where I fell through a and floor. What's I don't have one. That's how they put a code on you, man. A name is just a number code made of letters. Call him Think Floyd, because he's like Pink Floyd, except he thinks deeper. <laughs> nah, man, call me Think Void. Because um, he loves the movie The Void. I actually don't. <laughs> uh, Do not slander me. <laughs> but my other earliest memory is falling through a floor made of VHS tapes and entering into the oblivion. Did you go to the other side? No. Did you watch a video drum when you were like a baby? Probably. <laughs> that would explain a lot about you. Video drum is a is a staple at my family household. Uh, Dana, I'm Dana. Um, I think my very first earliest memory that I can recount is like my either fourth or fifth birthday party that I had at a gymnastics studio. And that's pretty late, actually. Yeah, yeah I I have like a few memories before I was that old. Yeah, that's like the that's like the first thing I can actually like remember. I do remember having a nightmare and having monster spray, which was like water and like lemon oil in a spray bottle that was useful for scaring off monsters when I was a little bitty. Sounds like delightful, Joe. What do you mean? Oh, it's because my mom read me something about. Um, the wolf and Little Red Riding Hood, and I refused to listen to that story ever again because I imagined the wolf as having scary red eyes, and I had a dream about scary red eyes on wolves, and so I need monster spray. What is the history of red eyes being frightening? 
Does it date back to a species that is currently extinct, or is it merely a fear of albinism? You have red eyes. Get clear eyes. Finstein <laughs> here for clear eyes. We're struggling to stay on topic today. My earliest memory was uh, of being in a high chair. I was probably about one or pro- I was. It was before I was two because it was before I uh, my family moved to Texas uh, and. I was watching in my high chair, or my dad was watching while feeding me, uh, uh, Ghostbusters on some sort of home video. Uh, and I very distinctly remember the opening scene of Ghostbusters. I thought you were going to say the ghost blowjob scene, which is the single most referenced thing <laughs> in this podcasting company. No, I very distinctly remember the very beginning of Ghostbusters when they're sneaking up to the, uh, uh, to the ghost librarian. What? Get her and jump and like jump up and then she turns around and turns into like a demonic looking ghost and screeches at them and then I started screaming and crying and my dad turned off Ghostbusters. <laughs> so Ghostbusters is also the first movie I can remember watching. This show comes up wow. too often on this show. Uh, that movie I just called a movie a show. I am ninety years old. Thank you. <laughs> Let's move. The, the Nickelodeon. Pictures. The pictures. <laughs> Let's move right into today's talkie. Actual talkie, our actual talkie for the day, which is about diapers. Um, diapers. And babies. And there's differentiation, and I think we should start yeah, there. So we're going to be covering a few things, because as with every fetish, and as it's said until the end of time, you can't just put a broad label onto everything. Diapers is going to be a wide variety mm-hmm. between people who like to use them, people who like to watch people use them. Um People who like the feeling of them but wouldn't use them. People who like the imagery of them but wouldn't want to incorporate them in an actual situation. Mm-hmm. Um, people cloth, who people who like cloth diapers. People who like leather diapers, diapers, plastic diaper diapers, rubber underpants. I can go on. SpongeBob rubber underpants. Yeah, oh. let's get started. So there's actually like we had originally des- designated this episode as being our adult baby diaper lover episode, but that's kind of a conglomeration of a lot of different. Wait, is that my screen name? Where'd you get that? <laughs> that's kind of a conglomeration of, of two things, um, which is an Fox adult adult babies and diaper lovers. And adult babies are. Like those things can work in tandem and can work together or can also like be something that's like a fetish that's um, distinct in its own right. Yeah, it's a it's a form of uh, age regression or age play, uh, most commonly referred to as infantilism Mm -hmm. or infantilism. Or autonepiophilia or psychosexual infantilism or adult baby syndrome. And uh, anaclitism. Yeah. Should be stated right off the top that just because someone is into, I don't know if the term would be age play still, but just because someone likes to act like an infant or role play as an infant does not inherently mean it's sexual. Right. Exactly. There are folks who just do that. That's actually, uh, infantilism itself uh, does different, or isn't necessarily sexual. Like, it, it does say it is about, like, the age play, not necessarily sexual. Right. Well, and sometimes part the of pleasure, at least that's been that I found, the pleasure that's evoked whenever you're role playing this kind of a role is um, actually can exceed um, the kind of physical pleasure that one might get from sexual stimulation. That's yeah, not true. It's not possible. 
I there would, is no greater physical a, pleasure. I think it's a I think it's a preference thing. Well, I think as we've discussed many times, there are some activities that are semi-sexual, mm-hmm. like pooping. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more of like or vomiting? No, no, no. You're getting me off topic here. There are, I'm sorry. There, there are some activities that or are just pee-pee. kind of like pretend time, and there's this kind of lucid sexuality to them, but it's not inherently about fornicating or about penetration. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this reminds me a lot of puppy play in the sense of puppy play doesn't have to end in fucking. It's psychosexual. It's a lot of buildup in, in like role playing, and it has to do with what do you call it? A brain kink, yeah. a mind kink. I mean, so, it, it could, internal. It could yeah. very well just be enjoying this activity and it never once become sexual, but there are sexual elements to it because sure. it's about identity. Right. And as we've learned, most kinks, most things out of vanilla sex are going to have something to do with trying on identities, warping your own identity or uh, your own image to match an identity you don't have. Yeah, kind of entering a mind space or a, a mental space where you can feel a certain way. So in this case, being an adult baby is like when you role play being a baby, which may include drinking from a bottle, crawling or crying or even wearing a diaper in which they may or may not urinate or defecate in or both. Um so, like, it's kind of a place where they can envision um, being nurtured yeah. by somebody else and being taken care of. And if their body does something, they can just be taken care of. Yeah, that's so. uh, the two main aspects I read about it is that yeah. like, people are seeking out the, the nurturing and the, uh, the caregiver. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to finally so, dive into it, I'm sorry, Danny, oh, you no, go right no. ahead. Um, and the people that usually take care of them are called mommies and daddies. Typically. So there's and when like a the mommy babies. loves a daddy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, and even in, when it comes to babies, there are even two different types of babies. Um, there's adult babies, which are just adults who role play as infants. And then there's sissy babies um, who wear more super feminized, um, yes. super like frilly clothing and female and sometimes even refer use um like female pronouns so it's like a dolly i did yes i did see that i didn't see it referred to as a a sissy baby but yeah uh yes of a a emasculating uh a uh male gendered person Mm -hmm. and uh making them like a a female type baby right so not only are you um kind of I don't want to say emasculated, but um, infantilized um, by like being treated as a child, but also being treated as a like a small female child. I mean, I would imagine that a lot of I I hate saying the statement that gender is a construct in a sense it is, in a it sense is. it isn't, and it's too complicated to put into words at a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But I, but I think growing up there is always that jealousy of the other gender. I think people can try and resist that and fight that as much as they can to say it doesn't exist. But I think it's something built into the subconscious. Regardless of what your your sex is or what you identify as currently, you are most likely raised within a gender. Mm-hmm. Especially unless you're you're born in the last five years, in which case you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> um, chances are you were raised within a gender identity. And if you're you, born in the last five years. Go get back your mom's phone. <laughs> you will experience a uh, a jealousy of how the other gender is treated. Mm-hmm. Penis envy, as Freud described it for. Is there an inverse of penis envy? I don't think he described one because Freud 
<laughs> Freud loves those sexist. penises. Yes, he loved the penis more than anything else on the planet. But you know, there's except no except for maybe his own mother. There's no tarnish on your masculine. There's no tarnish on my masculinity, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I can remember being five, six years old, and and wondering about being female, and kind of having that empty feeling of I will never get to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to to take anything away from people who experience gender dysmorphia. I think this is something that's on the subconscious of everyone in the world. Uh, anywhere where there is gender, people are going to grow up with that fascination, that curiosity, and that folds right back into age play and infantilism in the sense of that is the ultimate age to role play as because you you don't have any memories of it. As mm-hmm. we discussed at the beginning of the episode, all of our times in which we came online as human beings were um, around the three, four Maybe Chris, because he got really fucking scared by that ghost. That's my favorite movie. But even then, <laughs> he can't quite remember being an infant. That's near toddler. Mm-hmm. And so inf- infancy resides in this place of you don't get to experience that. You don't get to have those memories. Mm-hmm. And so it's this off-topic, not off-topic, it's this off-limits mental space that seems very fascinating to go to. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes sense. And one thing I did want to mention... Um, Despite the fact that this is, in, in my research, not an uncommon sort of um, kink or, or fetish, um, like role-playing is a thing that we've talked about many times on this show, but age age play and, and role-playing a baby um, actually has a lot of historical context. Chris? Really? Uh, yeah, there was a... <clears throat> uh, so, enactalism... Uh, and clitalism, anaclitalism, anaclit. That and word. a clit and lism. Uh, it almost sounds like Anna clit should be like without clitoris, but yeah. But uh, there were a, a, like ancient Greeks used to practice similar rituals, uh, where uh, basically this ism is sexual arousal from like uh, stuff that reminds you of infanthood. So generally. You know, like pacifiers and that kind of thing. But it could be anything. It could be like a nurse's outfit or something. So if I was raised on Lemon Pledge, like they just fed it to me, I would... I was an infant, I might experience the smell of Lemon Pledge. Remember, oh, I was raised in a household where they told me to drink that. (laughs) Or he might be dead. Well, Uh, I'm still here. (laughs) But yeah, the ancient Greeks uh, practiced rituals uh, that were kind of based around this. um, Where a uh, formerly fatally sick man upon recovery which is like that kind of doesn't make sense because if he's fatally sick he's he's not fatally sick if he's recovered you know yeah okay uh but uh he is passed through a woman's lap and washed as a newborn and then dressed in infant's clothing and nursed by that woman wow okay so as a recovery measure uh no uh after recovering because they believe that uh since they were quote fatally sick that yeah. they have to undergo a rebirth into the world. Oh, wow. I mean, if you pop open a dictionary right now, baby is a noun for a small child. It's also a verb mm-hmm. to treat someone like a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of the fetish world, it's we... also an adjective. Yes. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, Wordsworth. But back to it being a verb, we all baby people. It, it's this is something that's built into everyday society and the people with the fetish or the lifestyle are just going to take it to the logical extreme but i mean sexual partners will talk in baby voice that's the thing that that's popular baby in, talk baby talk 
Baby talk is a thing that teenagers do on the phone. Uh, we baby people when they're sick. I can't stand. Oh, I, I think can't this stand is, baby talk. This either. is very much different than the actual role playing when it comes to the kink. But I'm saying um, this is something that is it is familiar with everyone. It's just sure. taken to its logical extreme. Okay, okay, that makes sense. In the sense of. I, I'm speaking to someone out there who's listening, who maybe this is their first episode, and they're mm-hmm. very inexperienced with kinks. And a lot of times when you first hear something, you go, how in the world could someone even think like that? Right. And you take off the mask, and, and no, this is already built into you. You already have these thoughts. They're just ex- uh, experiencing more extreme version of those same thoughts that exist within you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So normalizing kind of and putting this in context of yes. how prevalent it already is. Okay. I think that's fair. I mean, I couples just... call each other baby all the time. Yeah. Which I hate that. I think it's because I've seen so many couples use the word baby in fights as a way of like, oh, baby, I really hate what you've done with the mantle. You sound like John Tolter for some reason. <laughs> I will take that as a insult. Uh, Dana, I, I cut you, you off. I you have the same kind of hatred for the word bay. Actually, oh, that means before, oh, okay. before anyone else. The word bay is most tolerable. Babe is less tolerable. And baby is detestable. Oh, babe. <laughs> to me personally. <laughs> babe is the best. Hey, babe. <laughs> babe is what I call a dog. Like, that's a cute name to call a dog. That's what you call a pig. Come here, babe. Babe well, to pig I, in the city. I'm not talking to pigs very often, Chris. In my everyday life, <laughs> oh I don't God, communicate with pigs. you were going to meet a micro pig like last it's week. It's a term of endearment. You were endearment. super excited about it. That's not a thing. It's a term of endearment. Okay. Um, I do want to <clears throat> talk a little bit about the shame that's associated with this because, I mean, even though it is kind of a prevalent notion within our society, I think the people that actually experience this or that seek out um, this kind of um, fulfillment are kind of obviously dealing with their own kind of shame. And I was able to find an interview that I feel worded it really, really well. Um, And it basically says here that like, I, um, Oh, um, this guy paraphrased RuPaul. If you can't love yourself, how the fuck is somebody else going to love you? You have to love who you are and have to be happy with who you are as the first step in accepting yourself or finding a relationship with somebody else. Um, So it's kind of like everybody wants to feel loved. And this is kind of one way that people find um, and at least can role play like, um, uh, I guess, in effect, somebody loving and nurturing them whenever they may not have that in another place in their life. Well, and go ahead. It's also like infantilism and like nurturing someone who can't care for themselves is like one of like the most ultimate forms of showing your love for someone. Mm -hmm. Because it's even when like they can't even communicate on any sort of, you know, relatable level mm-hmm. and you're still like caring for them and nurturing them and so yeah it, it, I, I can see that it's like the way i would put it is that this kink require requires whoever is acting the infant to be incredibly vulnerable mm-hmm. and i would say that in regards to shame because not everyone is going to be as open-minded as we are and to a point that this is a kink that is going to be uh hated on by a lot of people just from from the gates Mm -hmm. and to be the baby in these situations especially if it's going to involve the diaper that is a level of vulnerability that far exceeds being in some of the most sadistic bdsm sub positions Mm -hmm. this could destroy a career this could end up getting removed from a family in today's day and age i would say it would be 
and I don't know if it's offensive to say something like this, but in today's America, I imagine having pictures online of you being into infantilism is a billion times worse than being outed as gay when you were in the closet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's accepted now. Well, so so, yeah. It was a plot point in American Vandal season two where uh, someone was catfishing uh, a bunch of people online to get them to do their like bidding. And part of the catfishing was you know being sent vulnerable pictures and after that they were using those pictures to blackmail them into you know committing crimes and one of the pictures and videos was uh convincing someone to dress in a diaper and uh perform acts upon himself oh but uh without going into pop culture proper infantilism much like foot fetishism is something that has reared its head in a lot of comedies mm-hmm. and a lot of sitcoms and a lot of dirty movies, raunchy comedies. And I would hazard a guess that probably not a single time has it been thrust upon someone attractive or cool or smart. It's usually just uh, depicted as something villainous mm-hmm. or yeah. weak. Yeah, um, and that's something we see all throughout films and television in general. Is or, if something is, you know, somewhat out of the ordinary, it's cast in a monstrous sort of role. Um, and the that few kind times of goes, that it is done in someone that's attractive, it's usually done in like a joking manner. They've been forced into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I there was like an SNL skit or something where their guest was a notoriously handsome individual and they wore a diaper like as like, oh, isn't it so weird that this like notoriously handsome guy like Ryan Gosling is dressing up in a diaper. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was, I think it was probably John Hamm. That's just a guess though. John Hamm <laughs> is a comedian though. He's a uh, handsome man. Yeah. Um, one Sorry, other Dan. thing that we probably should make very clear before we really dig too, too much further into this is that some people get confused with adult baby diaper lover. Um, kind of, um, it's kind of, I guess a misnomer, but people are become concerned that it's actually about children. Oh, yeah, but um, we had the same discussion on furries and yeah. the same discussion on um, on Adventure Time and, mm-hmm. like, uh, It's never My actually Pony. about children. Yeah, it has yeah. nothing to do with children. It has to do with adults wanting to role play as children or as babies and being taken care of by other adults. It does not involve children at all. Um, and that's one thing I just wanted to kind of dispel first off. Well, and I think it's time we can transition the conversation outside of adult babies for a minute, at least, to discuss how not everyone into diapers is going to be into infantilism. Right. And there are, I would, I mean, it's impossible to put numbers on this shit, no pun intended. I have some. You got some numbers? We'll get to to that in a minute. But um, obviously not everyone buying diapers is for sexual purposes, is not doing infantilism. There are going to be people mm-hmm. who are just interested in the scatological associations. Mm-hmm. Uh, what having to do with pee? Urine fetish? Urolagnia. Urolagnia. Urolagnia or scatological reasons mm-hmm. are not the only reasons, or can sometimes solely be the reasons for being into diapers. Right. Well, there's a lot of reasons to be into diapers. Um, a lot of people, again, it goes back to texture. Um, it goes back into um, materials. Some of them really like the um, effect that it has on them as they try to walk with an excessively puffy kind of diaper. Um, they're called waddle diapers. Um, they actually like are so puffy and big, they kind of make you waddle if you're trying to walk in them. Um, other people wear them as a need, as a response to like a medical need to wear a diaper, but it's more fun to wear one that's not quite so medicalized. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a personal 
um, form of, of expression. Like, okay, I have to wear a diaper, but at least I can be, I can wear something that's fun, um, or, or funny. And then there's also the people that really like to, um, either pour water in them or, um, uh, wet them. And then they like the gel consistency or, or feeling of a full diaper, um, and the way that that feels on their, you know, genital area. So if someone went to the grocery store to buy diapers, is there an option between the big goofy ones and the more expensive ones that are basically briefs? Or are there companies that specialize in fetish diapers? Oh, I'm glad you asked. There's actually quite a few companies um, that specialize in diapers made especially for adult babies and diaper lovers. Um, so people that are like wanting to have a certain kind of gel consistency in their diapers, there's, you know, people that make diapers that spoke, uh, like specifically focus on, um, uh, diapers that, you know, have different kinds of gel consistencies or, or, you know, that just have cotton because that has another kind of, you know, feeling texture kind of property. Um, there's also people who, and there's this one company that I was really impressed by. It's called Tykeables. Okay. Um, Tykables. And I read an entire article um, about, you know, the gentleman who opened a brick and mortar store um, that caters to people in Akron, oh, Ohio. Crum. Uh, let me see where it was. El Paso. Oh, it's always Canada. Chicago. Uh, Mount Prospect, which is a suburb of Chicago. Um, anyways. A brick and mortar store yes. dedicated to a fetish. Yes. Um, he actually made a brick and mortar store where you can go. They have like. Um, an adult size rocking horse and an adult size crib you can get into. Um, they have tons and tons of diapers and bottles and everything that you would need um, for an adult baby lifestyle, including jeans that you can wear over your diaper that minimize the look of the diaper itself if you want to wear a diaper to your job. So um, it's pretty impressive, but they have a lot of stuff, including like... Um, adult size onesies and things like that um, that have the button crotch or some that zip up the back and lock. Yeah, and the more I think about it, well. I'm sure there's people who just like to wear the diaper and they would never use it or wet it. Right. Because yeah, I, I imagine it's a very unique, tight, puffy feeling. Yeah. And people get anxiety. So I mean, like very tight, yeah. very puffy brief. Right. It's kind of a, it's kind of a part of a humiliation thing as well. Yeah. Sometimes in this, in this space of, um, vulnerability, you know, the person is like, no, you have to use this diaper. And so they will. And that's kind of, I guess, um, expanding upon that principle of vulnerability and also, uh, humiliation. But, but that always comes up in any kind of bodily function or like scatological yeah. uh, fetish in the sense that they're going to people who enjoy being dehumanized and they enjoy the idea of the, of the BDSM kind of sadism of it. Like when you lock your sim in a room without a toilet, you mm -hmm. laugh at them for urinating on themselves because mm -hmm. they're going to die in there. And th there's that, there's that. And then there's the entire opposite side, which yeah. is, which is kind of the humor, the innocence, um, well, I it's do think most of this is like not a sadomasochist kind of thing. It right. is just purely a seeking someone out for a naturing thing. It's no, not... I think it could be. I mean, obviously adult baby, but I can imagine this being a dehumanizing thing in a BDSM. That's an entirely different purpose for a diaper, but it's definitely one yes. that yes. exists. Okay. Is having a having someone who I, I guess would be like a, a slave position or mm -hmm. a, as a sub 
and putting them in a diaper is a way of shaming them. That's that's a different function of a diaper. But. Right. And that also ties in a little bit with the sissy baby element of this too. Um, like it's, it's a humiliation thing. But for many people, I feel like that's a very small percentage. Um, I feel like for the largest amount of people that are involved in this, they really just enjoy um, the nurturing that comes about from from uh, role-playing this. And some of them actually just generally like the diapers. Um, in my research, I watched several videos of people that really enjoyed the feel of a wet diaper um, against their skin and sometimes would jack off um, or, you know, rub themselves with the innards of the diaper because it felt really good. Um, I guess I, I guess it's like one of those kind of a preference sort of things. Um, well, it also... Uh... I read that it, uh, I read something that makes me think of like the puppy play and the horse play and all that. And that it's a like role playing as an infant is a freedom from like adult responsibility. Yeah. It's self care. So, yeah. So you are, you know, letting go of all the worries and all the stress of the world and, you know, being a kid again. Mm-hmm. The most where important. Nothing mattered and the. Worst thing that could happen to you on a day is that you fell down and scraped your knee and then Mm -hmm. two minutes later forgot about it because you're a little kid and you're made of rubber and you can throw them against the wall and they won't notice. (laughs) And give them a lollipop to make them feel better. Yeah. Oh, one of those giant lollipops and sailor suits. (laughs) They do. They have sailor suits. I know. It was so interesting doing shopping this week, but we'll get into that later. I think the most important thing I've learned from this show is... It doesn't inherently have to be sexual, but it's a great place to experience sexuality mm-hmm. is being able to take a step away from your identity. And that goes beyond politics, that goes beyond religion, that goes beyond career, family, a million things. People live their entire lives as themselves mm-hmm. and they never take a step outside. And I speak like I have any kind of authority on the subject. I've never stepped out of my own self. Well, and was it you that... Uh, like when we first met in like college, uh, you would sometimes go to parties and give out a different name. I did that once. I did that once. I went to a frat party, told everyone I was from Texas A&M and I went by the name Tipper. Um, <laughs> which Tipper Gore? If you go up to a drunk person and you use a weird name, they go, yeah, cool. Well, cause they're not going to be like, that's a fake name. When have you ever met anyone and then immediately been like, that's a fake name? Uh, I, my actual name will get that sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Tommy Dan- <clears throat> Sounds. I'll, I'll bleep the last name. Tommy Daniels. But, but, but the point I'm going for is I have been trying to reach a point in my life where I feel safe to step outside of myself so I can be somebody else. And I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know how it's going to feel to come back. But what we keep finding in puppy play, in extreme forms of BDSM, in infant play, is people are going to this place that is almost like a religion, where they leave their body behind, and they're able to come to terms and to peace. And not to get too dark or too deep on the show, but I think that certain people listening, or certain people who are on this show, struggle a lot with being a person, struggle a lot with being themselves, struggle with day-to-day life. And regardless of how embarrassing or how demeaning some things may seem, these people are probably happier for it. Mm -hmm. And they're leaving themselves behind to go somewhere else. And that's a really fantastic thing. Well, yeah, I'd even take the perspective of it's like every year, you know, people feel free to dress as how they want to dress 
on the spookiest night of the year, Halloween, which we just passed. Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, you know, people, like, dress up as their idols and that kind of thing on Halloween. And uh, if someone who is uh, a participator in this uh, kind of fetish would probably say, like, oh, we do that every weekend. Participant. Do you guys mind if we take a quick break? So back from the break. <laughs> Sorry. I like bread and butter. And you like toast and jam. I'm so glad I got that stuck <laughs> in your head. You know to cut off. thing is, I never know the actual words of that song. I don't but either. I know, the to- I know the tune. It is in I the just, Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> I didn't think it had lyrics. I thought it was just... And I just remember when the guy goes really high. I think that I've gone on this rant before, but I would like to do an hour-long breakdown of Brave Little Toaster. Yes. And Blanket. Uh, I don't. Well, Blanket's part of it, obviously. I mean, he's the best character in it. Yeah, I, that's really a is. very odd thing to. Uh, okay, <laughs> sure. I'll let you have it. Do you one. like better the vacuum cleaner? Yeah, the vacuum cleaner. <gasps> it's an asshole. Yeah, but he's a realist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people call me a pessimist. I'm, I call myself a realist. I did so. always like the lamp. It's weird how we all clung to different characters. The brave little toaster. Worth discussing. I think we all pretty much match the personalities, by the what? way. What? Yeah, blanket. I'm not still, a blanket. I you're was, just older, so you're wet now. I just... <laughs> I, I am still afraid of those giant magnet guys coming around and, like, picking up, like, yes. all the stuff well, and then, that, like, crushing them. That crane represents <gasps> death. Yeah. Oh. I was going to make a joke about you blowing air, but, you know, uh, vacuums don't body. blow air. They suck. Yeah. Uh, let's get right back... <laughs> Let's get right back I, into the actual topic. I knew you were going to criticize my, metaf- my joke metaphor. Which is diapers. Um, diapers. Lots of diapers. It is definitely... And participators. Which is a word. It's a word. You're not going to include that. You got cut off before the break. Nah. Why do you think we associate so many, like... I mean, so much shame with people that want to wear a diaper. Well, I, I think that if you look at, I don't even know if the if this term is PC anymore, but if you yeah. look at cross-dressing, that used to be just such a huge fucking no-no. I once worked for a company that has to go unnamed for contractual reasons, where I, I had to sign... Hold up in court. I had to sign a document saying that I had never identified as trans and that I would never, no photos would ever surface of me and I could forfeit all my pay stubs if they ever found out that I had cross-dressed. Yeah, that's definitely, that would not hold up in court. But anyways, I had to sign that because, and also to sign a (laughs) non-disclosure. Whatever. Um, Holy smokes. But. Is it Tito's Pizza? Most non-disclosure agreements don't hold up in court outside of very specific industries. Thank you for, this is legal cast. Law cast. <laughs> I but took one law course in school, and it was it was uh, horse tor- law. It was tort and liability law. Anyways, it's all about contracts. I and had bullshit. to sign a document saying that I, I would there would never be a photo of me dressed as the wrong gender because they viewed that as the ultimate sin against um, against professionalism. Mm-hmm. And, and this is in a similar vein. I would suggest is we live by certain laws and certain rules and chief among them is to act like an adult. Mm -hmm. And it is, and I'll stand by this outside of this fetish. It is repulsive when you see an adult acting like a child in an Mm -hmm. inappropriate sense, like uh, throwing a temper tantrum, like people at political protests of either side 
who can't control their emotions and start acting like fucking babies. Or all these ladies who've been called out online on social media for being like... Can I talk to your manager haircut? uh, Well, that, but there's a bunch of ladies that are getting like um, alliterative uh, names like, oh shoot, what was it called? Um, Corner Store Candace or something like that. And um, I don't know. Mean Lords. You know what I mean? Like they're getting they're getting angry at people of color um, for like doing stuff. There was one little kid who like walked by this lady people calling the police for, for no reason. Yes, like black people. Uh, yeah, yes. these people. Yeah, that's definitely the baby. Yeah, thing. the the lady that uh, blocked the black guy children. from coming into his own apartment. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. Or okay. the the fucking uh, what? There was some form like a group of black professionals who went golfing. And they just called the police on him. And the police didn't even talk to the fucking gate. They just strolled right out of the golf course. You can't be here. <gasps> Jesus Christ. It's garbage. Okay, yeah, you so want to talk about adult babies. babies. That's a different kind of adult baby. <laughs> those are the kind you... You, you don't like. No. Um, but I think for people who like to role play as adult babies, I'm glad that there are actually so many different kinds of shops and and um designers and people who make things like just creators who are catering to the needs of this specific um you know group of a group of people that are interested in this we live in the new era of specialty shops yes because it it is still astounding to me that there is a brick and mortar store dedicated to this i wouldn't have guessed that in a million years but we live in an era now where with online shopping there's enough people in the world who would want this product mm-hmm. but i actually Both wanted the, to uh, the best and worst thing about the internet is that it allows uh small groups of people to join together and create new mindsets mm-hmm. just yeah. like the alt-right well we'll get yeah. into that in a couple of episodes but we have an episode about the alt-right we, we have, have an episode about, about incels. incels oh can we have an episode about daddy trump no no Oh. You, you want a politics show? You make one. No, but there's people who fetishize him. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. You know what? We'll there's see. also a giant we'll blimp of him as a baby. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Hey, that's actually pretty oh perfect for our, for our baby relation. I'll, I'll so, cap it there. Um, I think now would probably be a great time to get into by the numbers. Hey, play me that smooth jazz intro. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Okay. All right. What um, the fuck alien instrument is that? <laughs> uh, it's a theremin. Oh, thank you. So it's crazy with the amount of people um, that find this particular kind of fetish or kink as, you know, problematic or, um, I don't know, distasteful or shameful. There are a lot of people that are involved in this. Let me interject something that I wanted to say earlier, yes. real quick, before you get into the numbers. Because sure. I did have more to say about shame. I mm-hmm. think it's something I wanted to say, too, but I just lost it. <laughs> well, and it's there's there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do something. And, and that's a huge part of this show, and that's a huge part of the mindset that you want to establish, mm-hmm. is that other people are free to do what they fucking want. It's like a libertarian view on sex, as long as it does not violate safe, sane, consensual. Right. Like... You can be personally repulsed by something, and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. No one is making you go out and and participate in these things. And this is very much something like that for me, where you can see the beauty in it, you can respect it. I don't want to ever see it because mm-hmm. this is something that honestly kind of creeps me out. But that's me personally, mm-hmm. and that's separate from the identity itself. Is that more or less what you had to say? But I feel like the normalization of us discussing it is is beneficial like i felt the same way about the clown episodes i was like i sorry are we getting too personal here 
Oh. No, I don't think so. Oh, oh I well. was kind of freaked out about doing the clown episode, because I was like, this isn't sexual. Surely this is just, like, a joke. Like, this is trolling that this is actually a thing. No, it's actually a thing. And I finally, thanks to us, like, researching it, I was able to come to a place where I was like, okay, I can see why somebody would really enjoy this. Maybe it's not for me, but I still have respect for those um, who want to, like, participate in it. And I, I mean... I think this is kind of one of those things, too. Like, I didn't really understand the thinking behind it, but now that I've gotten a chance to research it and discuss it with you guys, I can reach a place of understanding. I mean, that goes back to, like, a grade school, like, thousand-year-old idea that tolerating something makes you a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely remember being, like, in the early 2000s and, like, liking a gay artist made you gay mm -hmm. or, like, defending the gay kid, you would open up with being, well, I'm not gay, but I'm defending mm -hmm. the gay kid. Right. And... That's not the way tolerance works, no. which I guess I'm being in spite of my own argument here. But well, it's not the off. way like advocacy works either. Yeah, and I think being an ally and supporting other people's right to practice whatever kind of fetish that they're into, as long as it's following the general rules of safe, sane, consensual. Um, I think that I think being an ally for people exploring their kinks and fetishes is literally what we're doing here. Advocacy and tolerance are not participation, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you have something to add, Chris? Um, I did at some point. Uh, <laughs> if you find it again, we'll come back. Yep. Please be more of a but participator. I did. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's an actual word. I know. I'm just I'm just rubbing salt in the water. Uh no, I I was gonna say something about like the like we see that there's so much shame wrapped up in this, but that's because we've all been like raised in a culture where it's looked down upon to be young mm -hmm. and to act young, and in some cases that is true. Mm -hmm. But this isn't about like acting well i mean in some cases it is like throwing a temperature tantrum as part of the role play mm -hmm. but it's it's more about the freeing aspects of being a child not the you know responsibility and the weight of uh the world and your soul being crushed by having a job and that kind of thing mm -hmm. that comes with being an adult yeah look how many people turn to different fetishes and things just to feel anything um, well, to feel anything. I'm More still trying to feel, to feel anything. To feel um, loved, to feel cared for, to feel um, taken care of, you know? Like, to feel desired. To feel desired, to feel like they're getting attention. And sometimes I feel like in the world of adults, um, you know, a lot of us seek that out in different ways. It's a cold, uncaring world that will beat you and beat you. <laughs> we have a dour you. outlook today. Well, no one said we were the happiest bunch. No. Um, <laughs> let's get right into the numbers. We're just the realistic ones. Okay. Um, Supposedly comedians are the most depressed people you'll meet. Oh, you think I'm funny? No. Oh. <laughs> but, no. Now we all need a giant hug and nap time. I do advocate Tommy, for, I care every day, for you. every day nap Thank time. Thank you. I care for you as well. You all don't right. act like it. So I was able just to find <laughs> some amazing resources for adult babies, um, diaper lovers, and baby furs, which we really didn't get to talk about too, too much, but basically is the combination of um, adult babies and furries. Do they wear diapers or would they just shit on the floor? <laughs> They wear diapers. A lot of them wear diapers. I don't think any of them shit on the floor. I would That's a fair I, question. I'm glad you asked that. I am, then we furries, furries are not 
animals. I know. I know. I know. But anyone can do anything. And I'm sure there's a loving couple out there. And there's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) But part of their puppy play is that, like, is. But that's not furries. He or she shits on the. Well, that's puppy play, not furries. Yes. Puppy play. Yes. So part of the puppy play is they shit on the floor and they get scolded. Do we're, they? We're talking about furry fur babies. Fur, fur babies. baby is a baby. Baby yeah, you're fur. Right. You're right. Baby you're, right. you're not wrong. And I'm okay. sure there's some furries who like to shit on the floor. I'm sure there's people who like to <laughs> yes. shit on the floor. Every, for us. Everyone likes to do everything and every combination of everything that's ever been invented. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to talk about shitting on the floor because it's so, funny. So on on Fet Life. I was able to find several different groups in each one of these categories. Um, the first being one that kind of brings everything together, and that's an, a group called Adult Baby Slash Diaper Lovers Slash Age Players. Guess how many people are in this group? 550. I mean, when you drill down that much, it's got to be like 551. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> there are 19,000. Is that our biggest? Yeah, I think there's almost, there's almost, well, there's 22, 23 shy of 20,000 members. Damn. Can you believe that? And this is just on FetLife. Wait, the number 23? Like that Jim Carrey movie? Why? Why that now? Come on. Why did you talk about shitting on the floor? Because it's funny (laughs) and relevant. It's relevant. (laughs) Which is a huge group. That's a huge group. Shitting on the floor is a huge group. No! Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm going to kick you under the table. Okay. All right, so there's also a group called Adult Baby and Diaper Lover Classifieds, which is kind of interesting. A good place to go look for people that are wanting to take care of a baby or mommies and daddies that are available for babies that are seeking. I think I would be a caretaker before I'd be a baby, but I'd also be stressed out by it. Yeah, I don't want to wipe a grown person's bottom. That doesn't have to be part of the play. That's true, but that's like where I would draw the line. Like hard limit that... I get stressed out very easily, and I feel like if I had the role play as a dad, I'd end up as like a stressed out dad who is just trying to like balance work. It already just yelling, <laughs> trying to do a conference call. That's the full extent of the role play. Is like I've got to do a business conference call, and my 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 girlfriend is is pretending to be a baby, and I have to keep shushing her. It's like one of those like videos of like the CNN reporter where like the kid walks in the background, and you're just like, God. Let me deal with this real quick. He's wearing a baby, and an adult human just walks back. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm going to guess that this has 551. 1,000. 5,500 members. Damn. So y'all need to, this is going to hopefully get you guys to err on the side of larger numbers. Fat Life is into adult babies. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge community. Um, And it's amazing how many people that are involved in this kink actually reach out to form communities online. Because I feel like there are some communities where that is difficult, but this is one that's very much an online community as well, uh, or has an online presence. Um, There's another group called Adult Babies Group. One billion <laughs> approximately a seventh of the world population <laughs> it's not even a sex group it's just it's Everybody. just people who act childish <laughs> it's just the current number of babies on the planet um i will go with a little bit less than a billion and stick with <laughs> 4,000. Okay. It's 1,399 members. 
You won that one, Chris. There's also a group called Adult Baby Breastfeeding, which has 1,885 oh, members. Guess. I'm going to give you some more. Um, and Adult Babies and Mommies and Daddies, which has 1,573 members. There's another group that's specifically for diaper lovers. Guess how many is in this group? I'm going to guess a large amount, yes. Oh, Dana doesn't know. She's shrugging while she enjoys her drink from <laughs> Timmy's Tic Tacs. Um, it's the grossest restaurant ever. Timmy's Tic Tacs is they just always, use Tic Tacs. Yeah. It's a great place. It's Timmy's a, it's in the back. It's a rough diet, okay? Timmy's in the back. He sucks on a Tic Tac a little bit and spits it out. On Instead of ice, they just have frozen Tic Tacs. So it's kind of like a slushy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's just called Adult Diapers. That's no, it. No, it's called Diaper Lovers. Diaper Lovers. Um, how many seagulls are in the group? <laughs> the seagulls eat garbage is what oh, Tony's saying oh okay I was like I don't understand this joke it's, it's... <laughs> I got myself he broke oh, it's barely related it's so funny to me that's the best joke I've ever told to myself <laughs> oh shit I also just got the image in my head of a seagull joining pet life Wanting to join a group for diapers. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm still here. His web oh. feet are just smacking the okay. keyboard. <laughs> okay, don't, don't, don't. Chris, oh. how many numbers? Five hundred. Yes. All right. Seven hundred. Seven hundred. There are four thousand two hundred All human beings too. Um, there's also a group you don't know that. <laughs> that's literally called Diaper Lovers ABDL. So this is a little bit more inclusive. What does the ABDL stand for? Adult, Adult Baby, Baby Diaper, diaper Lover. Oh. The topic of the show. <laughs> I mean, I have not put it into a, uh, a <laughs> acronym. Acronym. I was about to say anagram. I mean, I'm sure that word would have worked too, participant. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to guess this one has 6,000. 3,000. 4,382. Hey, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, that's then we also have three more groups I was going to mention really quickly in regards to baby fur. There's one that's called Baby Fur Central. So if that's something you're into, you should check it out. It has 1,061 members. Also, Texas Baby Furs. Whoa! It's the largest regional group with 73 members. And also one more group called Baby Fur Role Play Group with 169 members. So smaller, but still definitely so a chunk of, of this group of people um, that are involved in this particular fetish. And frankly, like that's kind of an interesting marriage between two um, kinds of fetishes that we're familiar with. Like this is, you know, not only are you role playing... Um, you know, a baby and also maybe wearing a diaper, but you're also, you know, in league with the um, furry fetish as well. So you that's kind of cool. I kind of look at kinks as like someone's sexual identity uh-huh. is almost like a sandwich. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like uh, I guess you could say like rye bread is heterosexual, white bread is, is homosexual. Maybe you like one of each and you're bi. And then like cheese is BDSM. And then like the meat is butthole stuff. 
And then like, and then you've got a diaper on the inside. <laughs> tomatoes can represent like diapers, but like an actual diaper would represent like Seagull fetish? costumes. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by my metaphor, though. I, I actually uh... did. You work at Subway at one point, and you're like, he's a, some... I told he's a sandwich artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got fired. And then the cheese represents butthole stuff. <laughs> See, I've okay. got a theory. If you like the Italian urban cheese, that means. You're a homosexual. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's such a that's such a okay. brash word. Um, homosexual? Yeah, it's just it, <sighs> I have not heard that in a positive light in a long time. Every single time I've heard that word, it's been out of the mouth of like Alex Jones. Uh, Stop listening to Alex hey Jones. Hey guys, how much time did you spend on Pornhub this week researching this? Because there are lots of different searches you can use to find adult babies and diaper lovers on Pornhub. Uh, the first off, if you search for adult baby on Pornhub, you'll find how many videos? I'm sorry. I got back in seagulls in my head. Y'all are incorrigible. I want to, uh, Chris hasn't done anything wrong. It's all me. I want to know what the crossover is with Harley Quinn fetish, because I feel like there'd be a lot of Harley Quinn dressed as a baby. I don't really know, but adult baby returns 1,256 videos. No, I don't want the sequel. I want the original. Just adult baby. And if you look at diaper lovers, that will bring up... That will bring up 1,177 videos. If you look up diaper, that'll bring up 1,200 videos. That's less than I would have expected. Yeah, this is an underserved community. But, you know, as as we've said, and and it it needs to be said every episode, Pornhub does not cater Mm -hmm. to more obscure fetishes. Right, and it should. That's motherless. Oh, really? Yes, motherless is a uh, obscure fetish. So, okay. hardcore name. Um, ABDL returns 588 videos, and if you search baby fur on Pornhub, you'll find one little video of one little person wetting his or her diaper. And guess what appears on the diaper when it gets wet? Um, I'm gonna guess eagle. Simba from the Lion King. Did you know that diapers do this? Whenever they're wet, there's a little image that'll show up on the diaper. No, uh, that sounds like black magic to me. It's I, I can't prints. afford that. Uh... Little paw prints show up on the diaper. It's really cute. Huh. In a, in a like baby fur kind of way. Yeah. Which makes sense, Paul. Paw prints. Anyways, so there's that. Um, and we have quite a few products to talk about today too, because well, there's diapers. a bunch. Shall we jump right back in? Let's uh, let's jump right into Dana's product corner. What are you hawking this week? All right. Um, I found an ABDL adult size crib with a drop side that fits a standard twin size bed. Um, this is available on Etsy for $1,700. And it's really pretty, pretty clever because if you really want the full experience, of course, you're going to want to lay in a crib. Well, I mean, if you want the full experience, you got to hire a giant and you've mm-hmm. got to like get lamps that are really big and <laughs> giant stuffed <laughs> animals. I'm getting into into that like like the scenes from eternal sunshine of the spotless mind well it was, oh, <laughs> i was i was thinking of uh uh andre the giant carrying around <laughs> carrie ellis on his shoulder. <laughs> sorry to interrupt Dana. that's a good point i didn't think about that okay um i was also able to find several different kinds of diapers um one is called rears with a z safari briefs and these are in size large and they have a really cute like safari print on them um it's got level 10 protection um it says complete protection incontinence briefs 12 hour protection um it heard, holds 5385 milliliters oh okay what um, say? it's got re- that's still five liters <laughs> that's a lot that's that's two and a half two liter bottles 
Yeah, that's I a did lot. the math on that. Pour Mountain Dew right in there. It's got refashionable tapes. Um, it's got a reinforced front panel, tall standing leg bottle. guards, super stretch waist and legs, and odor protection. It absorbs everything quite rapidly. So these are available for about forty four dollars um, from XP Medical. Um, also, there's a whole selection, a slew of different adult onesies. Oh, that um, one's got Winnie the Pooh on it. Most of them have snaps. Um, on the crotch area, um, and these are a lot of these are from um, Etsy, uh, an Etsy shop called Big Tot. Um, this one has Winnie the Pooh on it, and I thought it was kind of really cute. Um, and it's available for thirty three dollars on Etsy. I can't imagine it's um, comfortable. I'm going to mm-hmm. be wearing that for the next episode. <laughs> Here's one that's more catering towards um, sissy babies, um, and this one is from um, an Etsy seller from the boutique adult baby sissy. Uh, kind of store couturier let's call that um and it's a cotton dress with a diaper cover panties and has lots of bows and ruffles i would like to just bring up something really quick Mm -hmm. a few halloweens ago i bought a speed suit because i'm a venture brothers fan okay but anyways that is a that is a piece of clothing that is the crotch and the shoulders are attached yeah like like a onesie or like anything like that you need to make sure that shit fits because if you so much as gain a pound or if you arch your back in the wrong way, anything where there's only one seamless piece of fabric between your shoulders and your crotch, it'll rip, it'll fuck up your back. So you got to make sure it fits or it's stretchy. Your mm-hmm. balls will pop out. A lot of these are cotton, and so they do stretch if they have like um, some kind of stretchy mm, material Probably nylon. Yeah. Um, this one's also um, another one that I found that's $67, but it has a lockable lock with a zip that actually on the back zips up in the back and then locks. Oh, so it's um, like a, a, a chastity. Sort of, yeah. So it's kind of like once you're in the onesie and your diaper, you're locked in. Um, and you have to, you know, role play this until your mommy or daddy you takes it off. You have to go to the hospital for grandma and you just gotta go. This is an actual suit that's made out of PVC. Um, and it's about $76. Um, it comes with a bib, but, um, it also has like waterproof kind of qualities that you can wear it with a diaper, but if there is leakage, um, it just rinses off. So, um, that's one that's, um, also unisex and available on Etsy. Um, this is something I was pretty impressed by, and this is something I did not know existed until I started researching this. Um, these are adult baby bottles, um, and they've had the nipples or the teat adjusted for adults to better fit adults' mouths. That's an intense nipple on that bottle. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a nipple that'll stab That you. looks like, it, I, I doubt either of you will catch this reference, but in the series finale of Tim and Eric, they have giant nipples that they feed each other with. And that is exactly what they look like. Wow. Well, um, these are available from Etsy, um, from the Little Red Fairy on Etsy, and they're about $14. Um, But it's interesting that they have gone so far as to make sure that they will fit and feel, I guess, um, natural. Yeah. Yeah, for like an adult baby. Like a 40. Um, Here's another... (laughs) (laughs) Like a 40. Um, uh, This is a locking zipper. Um, that's for like the, a costume to be added to, um, a costume or a onesie, um, that's available. Um, oh, adult size high chairs. 
um, which some of them have cute little carvings on the top. This one has a little helicopter. Um, but it's really fun because apparently you can like climb into them and then have the thing set down in front of you. So it's like a high chair, but, um, and then for you just adults. can like fucking get a plastic pl- plate with some chopped up strawberries and just fucking mash them around mm-hmm. instead of eating them. Mm-hmm. Cover your face with strawberries. Um, this is, um, an adult baby sissy pink satin waddle diaper. And these are made to be very, very excessively thick. So that it'll force you to kind of waddle like a baby. Something yes. I should have asked earlier. Um, is sissy exclusively to emasculate men? Or can sissy be a variety that is to for women? I believe sissy in a fetish context is meant for men to be but there, if you, if you look online, there is a whole lot of information on, and it, like especially on Pornhub too. If you type type in "sissy baby," it shows a lot of girls in diapers. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I don't really. I I'm not exactly sure. Maybe this is something that we can get some feedback on uh, from our listeners because, frankly, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but this particular pair of um, pink satin waddle um, diaper kind of panties um is made to have that kind of large fluffy butt waddle kind of effect um which is interesting they're only 25 bucks um this is an adult baby pacifier has a very large um like kind of thing to have in your mouth it looks a lot bigger than you would expect so for you at home it's like the size of almost not not a tennis ball obviously (laughs) but uh it's bigger than a grape. Well, it's a, yeah. it's a pacifier that's been scaled up for adults. But it's yeah. not proportional. That's much bigger than the end of a baby Do you think pacifier. so? Think how small know. babies are. Um, yeah, I want to say that like the, the front piece to the mouthpiece, that's larger than it would be on a baby pacifier. This is from a place called Padded Bums um, okay. on Bonanza. And um, these run about $5 each. But it Only says $5. they're... It says the total measurement is 5.5 centimeters wide and 5.3 centimeters long. That's not big. I don't think that's correct, though. I don't know. We'd have to look at that. Let's order one. Yeah, go for it. It's only five dollars. So I keep yeah, my stress low bucks. when I'm in traffic. Um, also, here's a different version of this. It's an adult baby red pacifier holder, but it's also built like a. Um, ball gag. Regular, like a ball gag. So it has a thing that goes around the back of the head um, while also um, having incorporating a pacifier, which I thought was pretty impressive. The overlap of baby gear becoming BDSM gear is a little intense to uh-huh. look at. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep going. Yeah, it's a, but it's, it's interesting. It's a it's, little shocking. It's jarring to the system. I know there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it, but it, it is still a shock to see. Yeah. Um, this is on Etsy from Big Tot for about 20 bucks. Um, that said, there's also an adult baby ducky pacifier. It's a pacifier that's attached to like a soft, um, plushy duck. Um, and Those are all the rage right now with kids. Yes, they really are. So there's that. Um, kind of interesting, again, from Big, Big Tot on Etsy for like $22. Do they have pillow pets that are larger? Like a pillow pet the size of a dog? I don't really know. Okay. That would be something else to research, but probably not on the show. Um, I found another pacifier that's kind of interesting as well. So, um, but they come in all different sizes. This is an adult baby um, bedwetting uranesis um, alarm. Basically, it lets you know if somebody's wet themselves, um, and it I guess goes into um, the diaper and basically sends off an alarm whenever there is 
um, a wet diaper. You know what? I need something like that for my basement so I can know when it's flooding. <laughs> I'm sure Just there are alternative detector. uses. Um, but Why don't you just sleep down there? Kind of interesting. That's not a bad idea. I am a creature of the underground. Uh, <laughs> and that's all the things I found this week that so, kind of fit in with this fetish. Wasn't there like a rumor going around like 10, 15 years ago that uh, people were putting like LSD on pacifiers and going to raves? I think that that's a way you could take LSD. So one thing that happens to happen with that particular type of drug is you kind of end up having kind of a mouth um uh you want to chew on stuff it's an oral fixation it develops an oral fixation and the way to curb that without like just constantly munching or chewing on something is to actually chew on a pacifier i think what we're discussing here is candy flipping which is ecstasy and lsd at the same time because i think what you were both referencing is ecstasy People take ecstasy on the ending of pacifiers, and ecstasy gives you an oral fixation. Yes. LSD. No. That can be there. It doesn't have to. Okay. Um, Candy flipping is a term for the day. Do you guys want to break right into the... um, FDI? FDI. Yes. So I will go first. I think this is absolutely harmless. It's a one. As always, um, nothing can be given a higher rating because of the way other people see it. We talked about that in the furry episode or someone wanted... I think think it was you, Danny. You wanted to give uh, furry or yiffing a two because how people might perceive you. Right. I was concerned about that, but then we kind of established that this is literally just... Yeah, it's all um, focusing on yeah. Uh, it wasn't really discussed, but as far as like actual diaper stuff go and using a diaper, I mean, I guess diaper rash is we've we gave like body suits a two because of overheating. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I imagine diaper rash could be a mild concern, but that's not enough to warrant a two. Mm-mm. Really, the only thing I can think of conceivably, and it didn't even come up in this episode, the only thing that would warrant anything higher than a one is consuming a diaper, which. <laughs> You Which, just want to bring up the goddamn seagulls the again. I'm Team Seagull. It's the funniest joke I ever told. Um, but no, th- that is a thing, and I'm sure there's people into it, and I'm not here to say you can't do that. I'm just saying that's going to come with more health concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, it, consuming well, yeah, bodily fluids is... See, well, it's not consuming cons- bodily fluids. The stuff in the baby diapers expands a lot when it absorbs liquid. But if you eat it's a... It's a choking hazard. If you eat a, a pee-pee-soaked diaper, you're consuming pee-pee. Okay, but if you're just eating a non I'm just so- saying that I consuming a diaper, used or unused, even if it's so Imagine good. sitting down with a steak knife at a oh. fancy dinner. Just- That's what seagulls dine on. That's what's happening in the background of like the rescuers down under. Is there's some seagulls just eating some fucking diapers on a steak plate. Oh um, I have a funny story. I but I, I do think that I want to give um, the actual eating of diapers. I, I think consuming... <laughs> not any- talking about eating diapers. Is that not relevant? Am I just get banned from this? Am I go not ahead. allowed to give it a... Go ahead. Give, it, go ahead. give it a five or whatever. It. I'm not giving it a five. I'd give it something like a two and a half. Because okay. consuming bodily f- fluids is probably a thing that's a little bit risky for diseases. All right. <laughs> I'm just concerned about the community. And you know what? While I'm here, shitting on the floor gets a one. If you're into shitting on the floor, hit me up because I think it's funny and I'm not want to laugh at you. I want to laugh with you. Thank oh you. So That's Tom, all. Tommy's giving A, <laughs> a B, D, E's, adult baby diaper eaters, a two and a half. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going to give this a one because, like he said, it's, it's pretty much harmless. Benign is the word that comes to mind. <clears throat> uh... 
uh, the most I could see, like, it's it's only when you start mixing it with other stuff that it, you know, starts raising it, like, mixing it with, like, uh, Chastity and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, mixing it with other flavors of BDSM, but that's because of those raising the score, not because of it having a high score on its own. Uh, uh, blackmail could be a thing, but again, that's someone doing something to you, not not participating in the actual fetish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I agree with both of you. My only concern was like, what if you like are into the shame, not shame aspect, but like the um. Uh, Whenever you're, like, forced to... Consume a diaper? Pee in a diaper. Like, I don't know. I would just hold it. And I would probably hold it until my bladder exploded. In which case, that's not safe. Well, that's... You know, but, you, you're actively avoiding participating. Okay. So that's... <laughs> yeah, if I was, like, locked into a diaper, I feel like my... I would let my bladder burst. But I feel like before but, you would be locked into a diaper, you, Dana, would use your safe word to say, I'm not yes, comfortable with this. You're right. Okay. As I so, would as well. Don't endanger your bladder but i would give this a one the whole thing the whole darn thing a one let's we'll talk about seagulls some more no no, no one wanted to talk about you seagulls. know they do eat diapers though that's not made up they eat I... all trash they eat, they eat trash i i if you go to sinton texas you will see a walmart parking lot full of diapers and you'll just have seagulls wearing tuxedos <laughs> Oh my goodness. With little forks and knives. <laughs> they will crack me up. They drive up their little seagull cars, and then a little seagull chauffeur walks, waddles over. They're dune buggies. They're little <laughs> seagull hippies. Can I tell you one very funny personal story? Yes. So, back when I was in high school, Fear Factor was kind of a big thing, and we used to watch it all the time. Well, I had a friend who had a Fear Factor themed birthday party, and they had one of those spin. Um, wheels where you had to like spin it and then whatever number you landed on you had to eat the weird thing that was like that associated with that number well they had an entire table full of like weird food and um there was one that was a diaper and it had baby food poured in the middle of the diaper and a spoon and you had to eat the baby food out of the diaper and it was like it? it was like um it was something like they tried to pick whatever baby food that like looked closest to poop. So like and I forget the, it was uh, like sweeties and something like that. Some uh, kind of weird uh, nasty potatoes are kind of orangish. I don't know. They picked something like that. And I remember it was my turn and I like answered the question wrong or something. So I had to spin the wheel and I had to eat the thing that was in the diaper. And I so I have, in fact, eaten out of a diaper baby food so there's that we're finding out that dana is a seagull (laughs) i was not squaw sister squaw Squaw. uh yeah it's a good thing i wasn't invited to that party because as many of my friends know i'll eat pretty much anything if it's labeled edible we ate bugs once one person had mealworms um, and they had to eat an entire spoonful of mealworms. I didn't even that have to be challenged to it. I brought the worm, I bought the bugs and <laughs> ate them. So, folks, I think that puts a cap on adult baby diapers. If you would like to respond to this episode in any way, or if you feel like we didn't cover something thoroughly enough and would like us to discuss it. Like the eating of diapers. Like the eating of diapers. We didn't but talk about that at you all. You know what? We've got a scat episode coming up. Mm-hmm. So I will get to discuss that until my heart is content. But guess what we have next week for episode 61? 
Nihilism. Another request. It's another request, and it's about zelophilia, which is sexual jealousy and cuckolding. Because we're continuing thank Kinkcast. Thank you. We thank our listeners for the month of November. Um, So if you'd like to get in contact with us, go ahead and shoot us a little tweet, slip into our DMs on uh, Twitter at uh, Kinkcast Podcast, is our Twitter handle. Uh, we respond to any and everybody, and uh, email us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. Direct message is what DM stands for. Diaper munchers. I thought it meant diaper madness, but oh, munchers oh, okay. is better. Right. Yeah, it does fit in with your theme for today's episode. We're going to start our own thing, and that's funny because I've already munched out of a diaper once, so... I'm isolating that audio. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if I... Uh, if you would like to answer today's question of what's your earliest childhood memory, go ahead and use the hashtag. No. 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 Hashtag no. no. Actually, <laughs> here's my recommendation. Delete your social media. Delete all the apps off your phone. Uh, I can't advocate doing any kind of mind-altering substances. Switch but to fucking Bitcoin. meditate. You've advocated do yoga. doing mind-altering substances. Do mind-altering substances. Do them all the fucking time. Oh my Quit your job. <laughs> Move to the Grand Canyon. Buy an AK-47. No. Get a dog. Let's burn this mother to the ground. I liked your poetry better. Thank you. <laughs> I liked the seagull eating the poop better. I'm not a seagull. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a funny man. Don't forget we're also on FetLife. Send me fan mail. Please. And <laughs> Please. Stroke my ego. He's, okay. he's begging. He's crying right now. <laughs> send, me, send me an email that says, you're a good guy. All right. It would mean a lot just, to me. He, he just needs validation. All right. We will see you next time for episode 61 on cuckolding and sexual jealousy. Bye, cucks. Bye.